from KQED. From KQED News, I'm Jeremy Siegel. Here's some good news about the opioid epidemic in California. Doctors here are prescribing fewer of the drugs. But deaths from one powerful opioid are up dramatically. The drug is a synthetic opioid called fentanyl, and in February it killed three San Francisco men at once. But now there's a new tool to fight the infiltration of fentanyl into the Bay Area's street drug supply. KQED's Laura Clivens has more. The only way you know you're passing the needle exchange at 6th and Mission in San Francisco is a black poster in the window. Above the word syringe access services is a rebellious-looking skull with needles as the crossbones. I'm here to meet a 31-year-old woman who uses fentanyl. Hi. What's your name? She calls herself Jade. We're not using her real name because she buys illegal street drugs. She has light hair and pink and green eyeshadow. She came to the needle exchange today for the opioid user group. Jade began struggling with pain years ago in L.A. when she was diagnosed with lupus. I think I was 14. They gave me some morphine in the ER. And then I was like, wow, I don't want to die anymore because I couldn't escape the pain. She took prescription pain meds for a while, and in her late teens, she tried heroin. You don't feel pain at all. You really don't. As long as, like, you are in that space, everything is, like, not just copacetic, but beautiful. Jade still struggles with pain and has doctor's prescriptions for opioids like morphine. But she supplements them with street drugs, both heroin and fentanyl. Fentanyl is a legal prescription drug, often used in hospitals or for patients suffering from cancer. But recently, it's also available on the streets. Fentanyl is up to 50 times more powerful than heroin, and that makes the risk of overdose really high. Some dealers sell fentanyl as is, but it's increasingly turning up mixed into all kinds of other drugs, not just heroin, but also Xanax, cocaine, and meth. That's when it becomes scary. Kristen Marshall works with the city's public health department on overdose prevention. If they're smoking, for instance, crystal meth and it's cut with fentanyl, and they don't know it. That's what happened a few months ago to the three men who died outside a high school in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury neighborhood. Their meth had been laced with fentanyl. Those are people that are not prepared. Jade's found fentanyl in drugs when she didn't expect it. She's not worried much about an overdose because she's been using it for so long and says her tolerance is high, but she is worried about others. People have been dying or overdosing because they're expecting cocaine, and it's not just cocaine, and they don't have any tolerance. Since fentanyl can be hiding anywhere, counselors at needle exchanges say people who use drugs need to be prepared. So what I'm going to do is demonstrate how to use a fentanyl test strip. Terry Morris runs the needle exchange where I meet Jade. Here, staffers have been handing out these free test strips since last fall. Morris is holding a slender three-inch strip of paper. That's a really simple process if anybody's ever used a home pregnancy test. So you add about a quarter inch of clean water to the drug residue, and then you dip the test strip in the water for about 15 seconds, and you wait. Each strip costs a dollar, but Morris gets them for free through a new state program that began a year ago. And uh, one line means fentanyl and two lines means no fentanyl is present. So what if there is fentanyl? The strips don't say how much fentanyl, just that it's there. You can choose not to use the drug. But she says most people will anyway. 
What changes is how they'll use the drugs. You can choose to use less of the drug. You can choose to do a tiny bit of the drug and see how it affects you. You can choose to stagger your use. Meaning people in a group would take turns. But the staff members here say the test strips offer more than a safety check. The process requires users to pause. While waiting for results, they often sit down and end up talking. Morris says these conversations are a way to encourage clients to check out other resources here and maybe eventually to stop using. I'm Laura Clivens, KQED News.